stand up with me? Psalm uh, 101, verse 6 says, He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. And that is how I feel about our teacher this morning, Reverend Steve Blacksmith. Join me in welcoming him, guys. I love you. God bless you. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Oh, I'm all misty. Forgive me. Good morning. Thank you guys for being here today. Oh, today's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today we're going to get into God's Word, and we're going to read God's Word. And, I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing, right? Like, we get to read the revealed Word of God. Uh, uh, God's heart, His nature, his, the instruction manual for life, we get to just get into that today. How exciting. Before we get started, big shout out to our homies on the stream, especially those in Nebraska. John and Phyllis, God bless you. Thank you for hanging out with us last week, and I can't wait to hang out with you guys again. We are officially four days away from my favorite day of the year, Thanksgiving. Okay? I love Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is a day where people decide to be thankful. And the default attitude of the day is generally pretty good. Like, you're not running into people that are just sourpuss all day, right? And that's nice. I like that. It's what God wants. It's the way that God wants us to live all the time, is to have a heart of thanksgiving. So, as soon as this loads and I can take over the screen, we're going to talk about thanks. I don't need it. All right. Uh, so it would say thanks right there in white letters. You can just imagine. You can close your eyes if you want. That's okay. Giving thanks to God has been around. Oh, look, it just popped up. Watch. Yeah. Thanks, God. Oh, is it? thanks. Thanks, Carolyn. Is our, is our crack AV team stepping in, saving the day? All right. So giving thanks has been around for a while, right? Especially, I mean, giving thanks to God specifically. It, was, it didn't just show up with the pilgrims. Um, <laughs> It was thought that David penned Psalm 18 somewhere around 1050 B.C. And throughout the early Old Testament, you see men give praise to God in a very specific way. It's, it's different than the way David praised God. See, praise and sacrifice were from a position of um, God being holy and reverent and honored and so I will praise him and sacrifice to him. But when David writes, we see David write in a wholly different way. There's this heart of thankfulness. There's this, and it's outright thankfulness. It's not just praise. David often says, I thank my God. And so we're going to read Psalm 18 today. So buckle in, because this is a, it's a longer psalm. It's not one of those four-verse psalms. But I want you to consider how David is writing. Look at the relationship of the, of the writer and the, the subject matter, okay? So here we go. Verse 1, I love you, Lord, my strength. Right? Immediately, there is outward love and praise given to God, a position that, God, I love you. You are my strength. He's identifying God immediately. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. 
I called upon the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me, and the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called on the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the mountain shook, and they trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth, and burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet, and he mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced, and with hailstones and bolts of lightning, the Lord thundered from the heaven. The, most, the, voice, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at rebuke. Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils, he reached down from on high and took hold of me, and he drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands as he rewarded me. For I have kept the way of the Lord. I am not guilty of turning from my God. All his laws are before me, and I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him, and I have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands in his sight. To the full, to, to the Faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but bring low those who are haughty. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness to light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for, his, as for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He is shields to them who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God whose armies keep keep me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. And your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back until they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise and they fell beneath my feet. You armed me with the strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine wind blown in dust and trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people and you have made me the head of nations. People I did not know now serve me. Foreigners cower before me as soon as they hear of me and obey me. They all lose heart. 
They come trembling from their strongholds, and the Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be my God, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his great victories. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David and the descendants forever. Hmm. That verse 49, let's go back here. In the King James Version, says, Therefore I will give, th- I'm sorry, in the NASB, it says, Therefore I will give thanks to you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing your praises in your name. Does this sound like the psalm written by someone who just knows God? No, there's a relationship here. There's a deep-seated relationship of defeat and victory, of praise and thanksgiving. In verse 1, David says, I love you, God. In verse 3, he says, you are worthy of praise. Verses 7 through 15, look at the detail that's used when he describes how God arrives on his behalf to deliver him. Verse 30, David says, God, your way is perfect. And in verse 49, he says, I will thank the Lord to the nations. David gives praise not just to God, but outwardly to other people about God. To the nations, he gives thanks and praise. In Psalm 9, verse 1, it says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. In the King James, that wonderful deeds is marvelous works. I will recount your marvelous works. This relationship between God and David is full of thanksgiving. And the more you read, the more evident it becomes. In Psalm 150, verse 6, it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He says it twice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah? Praise the Lord. You got breath, right? All right, so let's take a break. Deep breath in. Praise the Lord now. Come on. Praise the Lord. That's right. Worthy to be praised. David continually heaps praise and thanksgiving on his God of goodness. Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4. When I look at your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and stars, which you set in place... What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? <laughs> when you consider the works of your hands and how marvelous those, word, those works are, <laughs> now we've all felt thankfulness like this before. You have. I know you have. Right? Not just something that you're happy about or you're, you're really psyched that somebody stepped in and did something nice for you. But like a deep thanks, right? Usually for another, probably for another person in most cases, right? It's a deep gut yearning, right? It's an appreciation that's so full and a, a, a love that's so complete you almost tear up. Right? Your heart races, your breath is lost, and you feel like you may collapse if you don't <laughs> embrace that person in the next moment. That's thankful. That's thankfulness. That's the heart 
of thankfulness. And that's what we're designed for. The reason we get to experience that with people is because that's what God wants with him. Now, that kind of thankfulness doesn't just happen, right? People develop a relationship. A common bond of trust and love is formed, and from that comes thankfulness. Love begins to rewire our heart in the most glorious transformation from selfish to selfless. And thankfulness grows. As we spend time with God and we develop our relationship with him, that love transforms our heart and that relationship grows. And the flower that grows there is thankfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, God says, Give thanks in all circumstances. In the King James, it says, in everything, give thanks. For this is what? The will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, this verse in Thessalonians is written to saints, generally speaking, specifically to saints in, Thessalo- in Thessalonica. But if you are a saint, by show of hands, good everyone in the room and on the stream, I hope, then this applies to you as well. So we give thanks in all things, in all circumstances. Why? It's the will of God. Now, is that easy to do? No, but if it was easy, would it be worth it? (laughs) See, it's possible, though. See, God would instruct us to do it if it were impossible. He's not setting us up for failure, right? So when we read, give thanks in all circumstances, and, and we know that God is not setting us up for failure, we should be able to do what? Give thanks in all circumstances, right? In everything. Thanksgiving is to become a part of our characteristic. Part of what makes you, you, is thanksgiving. In 1 Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 34, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. We give thanks to God. Why? Because he is good. All the time. Is God ever not good? No. So is there a reason to not give thanks to God? No, because he is still good. Psalm 105 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. How do people know or come to know that God is good? People like us start talking. Yeah, that's it. When you're outwardly thankful from a heart of, that is filled with God's love and thankfulness, people around you will hear that because it's all you're talking about. People come to know The goodness of God, because we follow this verse. We give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name and make known his deeds among the people. Thankfulness is a characteristic of who we are. It's an important part of who we are, for sure. And we have to be vocal about that with that characteristic. We have to be vocal with that. To actively give thanks for God. What did Jesus Christ say in Luke? That out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks, speaks right? So if the abundance of your heart is thankfulness, what speaks? Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving should be out loud and to him as a part of who you are. It's what makes you, you. Amen? Good. Now, 
there was a group of people that didn't do that. They were called Romans. And in Romans chapter 1, Paul reproves pretty firmly the Roman Christians on a lot of things. But one thing in particular stood out to me. And it's in verse 21. Paul says, They knew God, but they did not honor God as God. Or do what? Give him thanks. They did become futile in their thinking, though, and their foolish hearts were darkened. In verse 22, it says, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. I love this verse. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. We know what's up. You don't have to tell us. We know what we're doing here. Relax, right? That's the attitude right before they go over the edge and become foolish. To outward thanks to God is important. Keeps you in check, right? Keeps the main thing the main thing. <laughs> right, in verse, uh, I'm sorry, in, in Psalm 105, right? We just read it. Give thanks and make known his deeds among the people. Thanks in everything is our instruction from 1 Thessalonians. Thanks is a characteristic of our life, grows as the relationship with God grows. And as God transforms our heart, love positions our heart in thanks. Like This isn't a mental thing. This isn't something we do. This is something God does. He transforms you. He makes you thankful because he changes the contents of your heart in love. Ephesians chapter 3, we'll start in verse 16, says that according to the riches of his glory, God's glory, he may grant you the strength, grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in you. Is that the right verse? Yeah, it is. Okay, sorry. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know what the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. By God's glory we're strengthened so that Christ will live in our hearts and that strength will allow us to comprehend and know the love of Christ. Here's a good example. To know and comprehend is very different, okay? I know that there's a field of study called particle physics, but I don't understand any of it just because I know that, right? The Romans knew God but didn't understand God, and what happened? They became foolish. The glory of God strengthens us to know and understand the love of Christ, And as we know and understand that love, we become filled with the fullness of God. John chapter 17, uh, yep, verse 26 says, I made known to them your name, Jesus Christ is saying this, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. As we're filled with the fullness of God, we change. We become more like Christ because the love that he lived in lives in us. And then our perspective changes, right? That change in our heart, that position of love takes over, and our perspective changes. And when our perspective changes, our approach to life changes. 1 Timothy 1.5 says, the aim of our charge now is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. The aim of what we do now is love. 
God has poured love into our hearts so that we can be transformed, completely changed on every level. We are transformed in love, by love, for the purpose of love. And thankfulness is a byproduct of that love. They are inextricably woven together. You cannot be thankful and loving at this, unthankful and loving at the same time. Thanksgiving is not meant to be an annual ritual. It is meant to be given daily. Thanksgiving daily is not meant to be only for a moment of gratification. It is meant to be a full-time awareness of the presence of God in our life. It is the way that we live so that our lives display a discernible quality that is observable to the people around us. We give thanks because in everything it is his will. We give thanks to God because he is good all the time. We give thanks to God not for the what in our life, but for who he is in our life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being good. Thank you, God, that our circumstances don't change you or your nature. And thank you, God, that love can live in our lives. Thank you, Father, that we can dwell in love and be in your presence. Thank you, God, that we can become beacons of your presence to the people around us. That as we speak, Father, we speak as the oracles of you. That as we live, Father, we are lampposts to the dark world, Father, of what love is, of what transformation looks like, of what a thankful heart is, God. And this week, Father, as we give thanks, we give thanks to you, Father, for your goodness and for who you are steadfast in our lives. We love you, Dad. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.